Tiara Tucker was born and raised in a town south of Chicago, Illinois, and now residing in Dallas, Texas, she is an empowering and passionate keynote speaker, a mental health advocate, a social justice activist, a PR strategist, an engaging event host, panel moderator, and virtual show producer, an empowerment life coach, and the visionary founder and CEO of Tiara PR Network, LLC and Speaks That Movement. Join us with our host and be part of the life-changing movement. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Trevor Yeremiah Carter, and we are back with another episode with our very special guest. As you know, we're always looking out for our wonderful guests out there who've got inspiring stories to inspire you. And we're just a few days away for the beginning of the new year. And uh, we're welcome to Yes, You Can. And I'm saying, yes, you can for 2021. Because our special guest is going to give us some fantastic tips and ideas based on her background, how you can turn your life around and your business for the brand new year. So um, we're going to have uh, introduced to our wonderful guest and welcome her onto the show. Welcome, Tiara. Hello, 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 Trevor. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about today's episode. Oh, I'm certainly excited as well because um, I know that this is going to be a very important key today, especially to those of entrepreneur background, entrepreneur world, because you, you've got a lot to share with us. I'm so excited to get going with this. So let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. All right. So basically what we have here is something that Okay, let me just stop here. Uh, okay. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the opportunity for you to join us with our special guest. So, Tiara, tell us a little about yourself for our listeners. So, uh, who you are and where you're from. Yes, I would be honored. To, so, my name is Tiara M. Tucker. And I like to call myself an empowerment connector. It's a name that I kind of added to myself. <laughs> but... I call myself that because I realized that over the years, I have just always had this passion to connect people through words, through events that I've hosted, through you know my social media. And it's just been such a, a pleasure doing what I love over the years. So I'm from a small town in the United States of America, south of Chicago, Illinois. And I, you know, was born and raised there. I went off to college in a town about an hour away from my hometown. And I just really continued to step into doing the things that I love. I was very active with my uh, school, very active in college, very active in the community. And then I was able to land a job with the Fortune 50 company in Illinois. And I've been with that company now for 16 years. So on top of my 16 year corporate career in public affairs and communications and employee engagement related activities, I've also continued to do the things that I love. And I like to say, I like to do what I love on the side. And I've never lost sight of that because I believe that it has allowed me to really walk into my purpose where I have my corporate career, but I also have my side passions. And two of those things are one, I'm the founder and CEO of my own PR firm, which is called Tierra Public Relations Network. And that's where I've worked with different clients over the years, whether it's 
um, civil rights attorneys or authors or speakers or um, professional athletes or just nonprofits and business owners. And I've also been working in the community engagement space. And I'm happy to say that I am a founder of my own organization called Speak That Movement. And that's really where I just empower, equip, uplift, and connect people, encouraging them to go after their dreams and speak things into existence. So that's a little bit about me. And right now, you know what? Despite the pandemic that we're living in, I just really didn't stop going after my dreams. So that's where I am right now. Yes, and I'm going to be definitely going into the idea of your new enterprise business. Uh, I'm sure our listeners want to find out how you've made that journey. So you said you spent 16 years in the corporate world. When you were, what made you stay in it so long, 16 years? You know what? That is a really good question. And I think for me, there's been such a sense of security. It's an amazing company. Did I know I would be with the company for 16 years? I didn't, I didn't know, right? I, I started my journey fresh out of college and I just believe that things just work themselves out. Um, getting a paycheck every two weeks for 16 years has also been very phenomenal as well. So, you know, it's just been an incredible journey. And I think another thing that has attributed to me um, having a fulfilling corporate career is that even with my career, I never stopped doing the things that I enjoyed. And there was a leader at my company who has now retired. And I remember once having breakfast with him. It was like a, a, a networking mentorship type of a breakfast. And it was just he and I, and it was early in my career. And I remember he was just asking me questions and, you know, learning more about me. And one thing that he told me was that when he started his career, he started in like the mail room. So the mail room. And that was like a, obviously a paraprofessional role. Um, but then when he ended his career, he was one of the highest ranking African-Americans with this Fortune 50 company. Okay, so clearly that is quite the journey. But one thing that he shared with me, he said, no matter what role you're in, you always find a way to do what you love. And mm -hmm. that message stuck with me very early on in my career, over 10 years ago. And mm -hmm. I just always just kept that in my spirit and in my heart and in my mind. And I believe that when you are blessed and fortunate enough to still find a way to, to bring that passion, even if you don't like what you're doing, right? Because sometimes we don't like what we're doing, but if you can still find a way to bring your authentic and your genuine self into whatever you're doing, I think that that can really add to um, just success and happiness. Mm -hmm. Now, it's amazing when you're in the corporate world, you can learn some amazing things of other coworkers and managers that give you the passion and the drive to go to your dreams. And corporate world is challenging. There's a lot of changes, a lot of laws. So what I want to ask you, what kind of mindset did it take to go into a corporate world? Because people think, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I'm going to the finance sector, and going to the level of 50 fortune, it does require a lot of changes, sacrifice. 
what kind of mindset did you were you aware of before you went in and then you went and you found out ah i've got to change this <laughs> yeah so when i started my journey i was young you know i was fresh out of college 22 years old so for me it was a job it wasn't a career it was just oh here's a job right and yeah. so over the years i think um you decide for yourself do i just want a job or do i want a career right mm -hmm. do i want to just show up or do i want to actually be present and so for me over the years i started you know really thinking wow i'm older now right um i invested a lot of time in my personal and professional self mm -hmm. so how do i make this work i have a bachelor's degree in community and public relations i have a master's degree in communications so i invested in my educational career how do i make my educational career complement my professional career how do i make my personal dreams and, and my lifestyle aspirations complement my career and vice versa so i think when you start having that mindset shift of what do i want to happen next and another thing that i like to think about even to this day what do i want the next day to look like the next month to look like the next year to look like and i've gone so far where i even have asked myself what do i want the next 10 years of my life to look like and when you start thinking with that kind of a mindset, knowing that obviously you cannot predict the future, mm -hmm. but you do have the power to say, well, what do I want the future to look like? And when you start thinking like that, which I did, it really did shift my mindset because there are people who, you know, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, who may stay in the same job for mm -hmm. 20 years and they're content with that. There are also some people who may stay in the same job and be very unhappy. But the question that I would challenge people with is, well, what do you want? Because oftentimes we think that other people may control our careers. And there are, I'm sure, some situations, especially when we think about the worldwide, you know, career space where people in other countries or whatever there may be people who control careers but when you are in an op in a space where you can control your own career your own future you do have to ask yourself what do i want what makes me happy and i think those are just some examples of the mindset shift that i possess and that i still possess to this day what do i want what do i want my legacy to be do I want my legacy to be attached to my corporate career? Do I want my legacy to be attached to my personal brands? Or do I want my legacy to be attached to the both of them? So that's just some of the things that I think about. There's so many elements that you mentioned uh, is because in today's corporate world, there's a lot of people in businesses paid well, have a nice career, but they still feel empty something's missing and sometimes it becomes a lonely journey when nobody can relate to you to let you realize okay you're a corporate you're ceo but 
there may, be, there may be something you could be doing that brings you satisfaction. Now, throughout your journey of 10 years, corporate world, working with networking groups, many individuals with different skills, when did it become a turning point for you to realize change has to come and be more independent? Yeah, I would say for me, I've always had this independent mindset, this somewhat of an overachiever. <laughs> and I will also say that I didn't realize at the time that I had an entrepreneur mindset. Right. Growing up, I didn't know about this word entrepreneur. I don't even think I really knew a lot of entrepreneurs. It wasn't until later in life when I realized, like my aunt, who was a beautician in my hometown, she was an entrepreneur. But I never connected that word to my aunt or other people in the town who may have owned small businesses. I didn't realize that the doctors or the dentists or people who own, say, their own clothing boutiques were entrepreneurs. I didn't, I didn't realize that that wasn't a word that I grew up on. So as I, you know, got older and, and started going along my own journey in life, I started understanding certain words and certain, you know, terminology. And, and I realized like, wow, there's nothing wrong with me because I think differently. You know, I think bigger. I think creatively. I think steps ahead. I know how to bring different people together and connect us. I know how to, you know, stand up and be a leader if I need to. I know how to sit down and be a servant leader or, or work behind the scenes. So when I started realizing like, wow, there's a name for this, right? And I also realized that you don't have to be bottled into just focusing on one or the other. So I can still have a corporate career, but still even in that career, bring in things that I love. And I can also step outside of that career and do things that I love. I think what has been special for me is that what I do in my corporate career aligns very well with what I do outside of my corporate career because I have a passion for communications. I have a passion for events. I have a passion for working with people from all walks of life, whether you're an executive, a leader, a VP, or whether you are someone, you know, in the community, whether you're someone that's homeless or, you know, living your worst life versus your best life. I know how to communicate with all of them. And I think that's why I've had what I believe to be a very fulfilling career inside and outside um, by recognizing that I can be my authentic self inside and outside of my, my career. I don't have to turn on a switch, turn it on and off because some people have to. And also I think that the people within my career they recognized that there was something bigger than the career and they, they helped me embrace it. And so that has been a part of my journey. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have wonderful Tahira uh, with her from Texas, who is chairman with us, our entrepreneur lifestyle and mindset. Now you may be listening 
listening to this music, listening to this episode, might be finding out, well, where do I go? What can I achieve? What's the next career for me? Well, this interview is exactly where it's going to help you answer those questions. So what I can see is I can see a map, a blueprint map of where you've come from. Very clear. You knew exactly what you were doing. You got into the corporate world. Then you met enormous network of different people. Now, the level you were at, which I would say 50 fortunes, it's a level where it takes a lot of sacrifice and time and energy. What made you realize that at this level, I am who I am, and I'm going to achieve what I'm going to achieve? What, what mainly stood out for you going at that level to where you are now? That's a wonderful question. Um, I think for me, even within the career, as I mentioned earlier, I found ways to still do things that I love, but it wasn't always about me seeking things, but I also discovered that there were also people who sought me to do things that they knew mm -hmm. I loved. Mm -hmm. And I believe that when that happens, if we just take a moment to pause and sometimes just reflect on our life and different things along our journey, I like to refer to the word journey because I believe that life is a journey and there's sure. going to be many steps along the journey. Good, bad. Sometimes you're going to go forward. Sometimes you're going to go backwards, left and right. However, when you start to realize, wow, I wanted this. I sought this or this person wanted me to do this or this opportunity came to me. And then for me, I started realizing that I was walking in my purpose. My purpose was to um, create events and create opportunities and to empower people and inspire people and uplift people. And I found that I was doing those things inside and outside of corporate. And so that really helped me realize I'm really doing what I love. I'm walking in my purpose and other people are noticing it. Other people are reaching out to me to do these things. And I think when that happened, it was just a beautiful feeling. It wasn't just one incident or two. It wasn't just this light bulb went off. It was just when I began to reflect on the overall journey and I started seeing how things were somewhat connecting and how things were somehow meshing together a little. And the common denominator and everything was it was me. I'm the person walking in my purpose. And when you're walking in your purpose, your purpose will not be confined, right? Mm -hmm. it, your purpose can, can run over in multiple environments, in multiple rooms, in multiple situations, because you're being who you are. And I think too, for me, it was not only recognizing the things that I love to do and the things that I feel like I'm called to do, but the main thing for me was when I owned it and I accepted it. Because once you own something, when you own it, you live it. 
And, and that was something that I did. Like I own the fact that I love communications. I love event planning. I love connecting with people. I love networking. I love making people feel empowered and inspired and motivated. I love that. And it's going to happen inside or outside of corporate America. It's going to happen in the community. It's going to happen in the streets. It's going to happen when I'm online, when I'm on a podcast like yours. It's just going to happen. So... Well, amazing. Now, I believe you have more than one title because you're not just an entrepreneur. You are a motivational speaker and et cetera. Tell us a little bit more about how that happened. Yeah, so I think that um, as an example, the PR firm. So I found myself just doing things. Like I was just doing things. I was editing a book here or planning an event here or reviewing something for someone or being a thought partner for someone. So I was just doing things, right? And one day I decided, I want to put a name to this. I want to put a title to it, right? It was like just jokingly, but I put a title to it and I said, hmm, I'm going to make this a business. Now it wasn't even a real legit business. It was just me literally taking a baby step putting a name on it. So I ended up calling it Tierra Public Relations Network. And then it just became catchy, right? Then I had a logo. And then I started creating a brand, all organically, right? Nothing ever just trying to be extra. It was just like baby steps, having fun. So then I've always been told I'm loud. I'm always talking and speaking and never afraid to step to a mic or a platform. So then I just started finding myself speaking more. I would find where people would ask me, hey, will you emcee my event? Will you host my event? But the reason why people could ask me to do these things is because I was already doing it probably for my own things. So I throw that nugget out there to say that when you're doing the things that you love, sometimes people find you because you're doing it, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just found myself doing different things. And our opportunities would present themselves. And so then I found myself, hey, I like to speak. So then I would start getting different speaking opportunities. And then I found myself getting different PR opportunities and, and just different opportunities here and there. And it was mainly because I was just being me. I was just doing what I love. And then it got to a point where I said, hmm, when social media became super popular, right? And you have to have like a bio or some titles, yeah. you know yeah. how that goes. So I said, yeah. well, what do I want my titles to be? So I say, hmm, I'm a speaker or communicator. And I change it, like I would change it all the time. Like I would pick something fancy and something simple. And then that's when I landed on that empowerment connector. Because to mm -hmm. me, there were too many things but being an empowerment connector to me meant that I'm connecting in different areas. I connect with my words that I type. I connect with my words that I speak. I connect with my words that I post. I connect with my events. I connect with my different community engagement activities. I connect with my relationships. So then I said, hmm, empowerment connector. And it just kind of stood with me. So. Right. This is a, this is what I like about podcasting is 
people like yourself, Tahara, who's given so much value, impact, that some people right now might be stressing, well, what do I do? What can I do? Where do I go? And this is relevant key in this episode. Now, going back to the corporate world, things have changed. How do you see the corporate world now? Probably people on this phone, probably on this podcasting, listening, saying, you know what, I'm working for this company. I'm not too sure how long I can stick out in that job. I don't know how long they're going to be able to continue to pay me. Because things have now changed. It's going everything online. The old traditional way of corporate world has changed. What, from your perspective, is that change? And what can people out there do to continue doing what they're loving? Yes, I do agree with you that um, in particular, 2020 as a whole has been a year of change. It has been a year of recognizing that nothing is promised, right? There have been CEOs all over the world who probably wondered, wow, what am I about to do next? Mm -hmm. There have been people at the um, most tenured levels to the less tenured levels who are who I probably wondered, wow, what am I going to do next? And so I say that to say, whoever you are or wherever you are out there, just know that 2020 is just the year where multiple entities, no matter who you are and where you are, people are being forced to think differently to operate differently. And also what I would encourage people to do is, as I like to say, pause, pause before this year ends, before the next year ends. Think about yourself and self-reflect. What did you learn from 2020? Did you learn that you were valuable? Did you learn that maybe you were invaluable? Did you learn that you had certain skills that were needed in this season? Or did you learn that maybe there were some things that you, you, you wish you had have known that could have put you in a different position? Whatever it might be, take some time to self-reflect. One thing that I do believe is that um, when we were forced to not go into buildings, right, because of the pandemic, because of the need for social distancing, because of the uncertainties of what was going on. People that were able to learn to evolve fairly quickly. So that means you may not have had the opportunity to meet with people face to face, but then that meant that you were probably connecting virtually through technology. So if you have the opportunity to use technology, and I recognize that not everyone has access to technology, but if you do, recognize, trust me, technology is not going away. It will stay and it will only improve. So if you found that when it came to using technology, you knew what you were doing, awesome, keep learning. If you found that you struggled and you didn't know how to do certain things or you didn't know how to join a a Zoom or whatever platform, find ways to learn because you have to evolve as things are evolving. Also, I would say that um, another thing that I think will continue to exist is the need for networking and connecting because because of the uncertainties, some people um, woke up 
and found out that their job was over. It was dissolved or they didn't need that role anymore. But when you are building connections with people or networking with people, you may be in a better position to make some phone calls, send some emails, reach out to some people and say, hey, I need another opportunity. Do you know anybody that might be looking for someone? Or hey, if, if, if you can help me out, or hey, I'm struggling, can you help me learn some new skills? Whatever it might be. This is a time where I believe relationships are more important now than ever before, because you never know when you might need someone. But on the flip side of needing someone, how are you positioning yourself to be there for other people, right? Mm -hmm. How are you showing up to be valuable and an asset? So I just gave you that long answer to say, as corporate America is evolving, the entrepreneur landscape is evolving, the world of business as we once knew it is evolving. So you have to evolve with it. So self-reflect, find out what, do, what skills do I want? What skills do I need? What skills do I possess? And if there's some skills that you already possess, you better hold on to them, right? Mm -hmm. Hold on to them, master them if you can. And if there's something you don't know or you wanna learn, hey, there, there's not a better time than now when the world is still somewhat slowed down to just learn. Like this season, I actually got a certificate, I got a certificate in life coaching because I had time. It was something mm -hmm. that I always wanted to learn. So I studied and I learned and I got a certificate. This season, when I was being forced to be still, I started a course at Harvard University. So I just finished my first semester at Harvard University. So I say that to say, keep evolving, keep learning and don't stop. Absolutely. And you've actually answered the next question actually because I've followed the corporate world for quite a while myself. I used to work in real estate. And what we see happening here, Sarah, is a U-turn going on with women coming into the corporate world. There's a slight change in the salaries and the positions. And particularly as African-American women, where we're trying to find more black women, are rising to that position and taking ownership of their business as a corporate professional entrepreneur. Why, what would you say from your experience as a message to our listeners who may have a, a black woman in the United States or in UK, wants to get to that position, but feels there's too many barriers. You've been through it, what the talk experience. What would your advice be to, to the black women who want to go into the corporate world? Yeah, well, being a black woman, I am all about black women. I love all people. Don't let yeah. me get that twisted. But when yeah. it comes to my sisters, oh man, I glow on another level because mm -hmm. I recognize being a black woman, we may have been led to believe that we have to work harder. We have to do more. People judge us. People misunderstand us. We're too loud, we have an attitude, we're too mm -hmm. opinionated. You know, we come from certain backgrounds and people can't all relate to us. We have to feel like we need to fit in. Scratch all that. Now, mm -hmm. I say that because this is what I believe about my black women. 
We are the most beautiful entities walking this planet. We are the smartest. We are the most relentless. We are the most resilient. We are educated beyond measure. We are talented. We are gifted. We are blessed and highly favored. And when you start changing your mindset and you realize, wait a minute, I'm the prize as a black woman, right? I'm the prize, I'm valuable, I'm the MVP. When you believe that and you own that, yes, there are gonna be obstacles because even to this day in the United States of America in particular, African-American women are some of the most educated people. African-American women have the biggest spending power. What does that mean? That means that we have power, we have influence that doesn't always equate to the working world because you see a lot of African-American women with bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, PhDs, striving just to be recognized for the skills that they clearly already possess on paper, but there's hurdles, there's roadblocks, there's challenges, there's obstacles. And I commend people who keep fighting, knowing that all of these things exist. I think that there should be more Black women that are CEOs of companies, that are vice presidents, and that are managers, and that they are, and are leaders. Because the more visible we are at the top, the more of an inspiration we can be to those at the bottom. But if we don't have the opportunities to have those visible positions, then that can allow people to lose hope. But I would encourage everybody out there, no matter what position you are, no matter if you're at the top or consider yourself to be at the bottom, just know that you make a difference. You are a difference maker. So you work that job, you work that career, no matter where you are. You let your light shine no matter where you are. And you never lose sight of your dreams and your goals because our new vice president in the United States of America, Vice President Harris, she proved to us that as a black woman, you can shatter glass ceilings. You can shatter glass walls. You can shatter it. You don't know when it might happen. You may not even know how it might happen. But if you keep staying the course and you keep doing what you love and what you believe in and remaining positive and optimistic and keeping a good attitude, you will get to your next level. And when you get to the next level, you pay it forward, you look behind you, and you try to help the next sister. And sometimes helping the next sister may not be physically, but why don't you help her emotionally? Why don't you help her mentally? Why don't you help her spiritually? Pray for the next generation or the future generations. Um, be, a, be a listening ear, be a mentor, be whatever you can be to pay it forward. Because I believe the future is bright for my mm -hmm. black women. It's bright, mm -hmm. it's extremely bright. So mm -hmm. don't y'all be afraid, walk in it, own it and do it unapologetically. Mm -hmm. Yes, Tyra, the reason why I mentioned that is obviously because it's a, it's a wide debate within the corporate world. 
particularly when it comes to the black women in the business of working in a CEO. And I keep hearing it over time, but I think you've made it very clear on the actual process is one thing, mindset. That's right. Change your mindset. Right. Exactly. And that's what makes it very unique in the discussion about anybody can achieve to be where they want once you change your mindset. And Tara, you've done that. That's why you're where you are. And there's something else that I would like to add to that statement. And this is something that I'm very passionate about. And this is something I like to talk about with my organization. Sometimes in life, I believe that we look for other people to push us along. We look for other people to encourage us, empower us, inspire us, or offer us stuff. But I believe that when you're empowered, you have to do those things for yourself. You have to be your own biggest cheerleader. You have to sometimes be, be your own loudest voice in the room. Because sometimes if we wait on other people, it may not happen. There are people who are listening right now. You're waiting on someone to bring you an opportunity. And guess what? It may or may not happen. It may not happen when you want it to happen. But have you ever thought about positioning yourself and think about, well, what opportunity do I want for myself? And when I think about what I want for myself, who do I need? to be mm -hmm. at my table to help make this happen? Mm -hmm. What people within the company do I need to build a relationship with? Who do I need to introduce myself to? What skills do I need? What opportunities do I need to either go after or what opportunities do I need to create? Keyword, create. So I just wanna throw that out there to the people listening because I believe there are some people out there that are like, man, mm -hmm. how do I do this? What am I supposed to do? It sounds so easy. It's not, it's hard, but you have to be your own biggest fan. Sometimes in life, you have to write your own ticket because if we're waiting on other people, it might not happen for a very long time, but you don't wait on nobody else. You be the change. You take the first step and you don't give up. Exactly. And I think this is going back to re-education ourselves again because when we look at the education system it's not teaching us to what you're sharing getting people to leave school get, get the degree get married and get a job is that it but the thing is Tara you've actually worked outside of the box you are an entrepreneur teaching other people to change their mindset and become an entrepreneur and achieve your goal without waiting on a paycheck yeah, and also um, that you could do both. Like you said something that, that just hit me. I don't live in a box. I don't even believe in boxes. Mm -hmm. I would shatter a box, okay? Because when you live in a box, you're confined. You feel mm -hmm. like you can either go left, right, up, or down, hit a corner. No, don't live in a box, people. Live in a circle if you feel that it has to be a shape because at least you can keep you know, you can move around or shatter the box, shatter the shape. Because I don't just have corporate America. I have corporate America and entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I have multiple things. I'm not confined, nor am I defined. 
And so that is a also, let me say this, that is a very scary space to be in at times mm -hmm. because it is much easier to stay within your comfort zone. It is much easier to wake up every day and do the same thing over and over again. And I do not knock people who do that. I'm not knocking you. But also, there are people out there that they just can't live in that space because they're mm -hmm. feeling like they're unfulfilled when they mm -hmm. live in that space. There's something burning inside of them that they want to release. And if they can't release it in this part of their life, sometimes they are, they are finding ways to release it in another part of their life. But why mm -hmm. do we have to live in this space of this or that? Why can't you live in a space of this and that? Mm -hmm. One plus one doesn't have to equal two. One plus one can equal 11. So mm -hmm. that's what I would like to share. Don't feel confined. See how you could do all of the above. But I believe in mental health. Don't mm -hmm. try to do so much that you become so overwhelmed, so anxious, and then you lead yourself into a depression because of the stress mm -hmm. balance and i don't like the word balance honestly so i don't want to say balance mm -hmm. i want to say find ways to make it work make it flow and take baby steps you mm -hmm. may have ideas to do this grand thing but don't feel like you have to jump from a to z go from a to b and enjoy mm -hmm. that then b to c and just mm -hmm. keep going forward and i guarantee you those walls are going to be shattered eventually, one step at a time, and you're going to find yourself living in a space that you defined, not mm -hmm. other people. Absolutely correct. Ladies and gentlemen, what can I say? This is an awesome, powerful interview we're having with Estetara, because there may be people out there have got some answers into this episode. But what I want to do now is move on to the great the great success for you is you have your own business that you've started with. So tell us a little bit more about that business and what's the whole back what's the whole backbone of the business and what can it do? Yeah, so um so actually I am proud to say that not only do I have my own business, the TRPR network, so I have the PR firm, but I also have my own nonprofit organization. So I'm so excited about that because I've been doing things that I love for a long, long, long time. But with this particular nonprofit organization called Speak That Movement, for about a decade now, I've been doing things to empower, inspire, uplift, connect. And I've been hosting events and I've, I bring in different speakers and, and I just, I've created novelties and things like that. But this year, 2020, because of the need to be still and pause and quarantine and all that, I just started pouring into this nonprofit business even more. I just started, you know, hey, I have nothing but time on my hands. So how can mm -hmm. I do even more with it? But also I realized, hmm, there are other people like me out there who are living in this new space and we're, we're all figuring it out together. So I started hosting events every week since May 7th. So I've hosted 34 consecutive weeks of events where I bring in different speakers from all over the country. And we talk about, you know, 
the living in this new life and mindset and growth and overcoming obstacles and overcoming trauma, mental health, social justice, um, equality, so many topics, relationships, you name it. Mm -hmm. And so I decided that I wanted to do even more. I wanted to help and bless even more people. So I decided to take what I had been working on for the past decade and officially make it a nonprofit organization in the United States of America. So I'm happy to say that yesterday, well, um, this week rather, I hosted um, the official soft launch of my nonprofit organization. So I'm happy to say that we are on a mission to help and support women in particular along their journeys of dream and goal realization. And along the way, we want to encourage people to use their voice. We want to encourage people to walk in their purpose. We want to encourage people to, um, to know that we're here we hear them, we see them, we're, we are them. And we want to combat the mental health issues that we as women deal with in the workplace, outside of the workplace. And we also want to combat the social injustices that we experience. And you mentioned some of them. It's not just racial discrimination. It's not just um, because you're black. Sometimes it's because you're working in the place and you're not getting paid fairly. You're not mm -hmm. getting the opportunities that you deserve. So we want to kind of look at all of those injustices and help people deal with them and conquer them. Wow, absolutely amazing. You know, your 16 years experience never went in vain. It all comes to the fruit of to what you are doing now. Ready for 2021, and believe it or not, you've already started it before the new year. So ladies and gentlemen, what can I say to our wonderful guest? So much insight and information is being given to us today. And I wanted to ask our guest if you could give your contact number or your website that you'd like to give out to our listeners to make contact with. Absolutely. I would love for you all to um, follow me and, and I would love to support you all um, through my events and through my efforts. So again, my name is Tiara M. Tucker. And you can go to my PR website to learn more about me, which is www.tiaraprnetwork.com, which is T-I-A-R-A-P-R-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. But also, um, I also released my newest website for the nonprofit. So you can visit that at www.speak that's movement.com and that's s-p-e-a-k-t-h-a-t movement which is m-o-v-e-m-e-n-t.com and so from there you will find my social media handles out there and you can definitely follow me and i hope that you know your listeners took something from this and if i can just share one more thing about the speak yeah. that movement as i share this with your audience one thing that I believe in, and I stress this with Speak That Movement, is we have the power to dream it, believe it, speak it, and walk it. Those are the four pillars of Speak That Movement. So I just want to close out this year for some of you listening or bring in the new year for those of you who might be listening a little later and encourage you to dream big going into 2021. Dream big for the rest of your life. Know that 
your your dreams mean something those visions that you're getting don't let them go to the wayside the -hmm. sky is not the limit but also believe it believe in yourself if nobody else in your world is believing in you and it's just you all alone you believe in yourself believe in your dreams believe in your abilities believe that the things that you're wanting can happen and then also speak it speak it into existence there is power in your words you can encourage yourself or you can discourage yourself you can tell yourself that you are the victim of your circumstances or you can tell yourself that you are the victor you are the overcomer you define what words you want to describe your life okay whether you're going through something hard right now i get it maybe you feel like you won't even make it to see another day but you have to speak life over yourself and tell yourself that no weapon formed against you shall prosper but then you have to walk it walk it y'all walk it in 2021 walk it with your head up walk it with pride walk it with confidence And just know that every little step, every little act, every little thought will lead you to your next. Don't be discouraged. Don't be scared. Dream it, believe it, speak it, and walk it. Absolutely. And there's no better way to put it than the way you've explained it for people to have a fresh mindset for 2021. What can I say? I want to say thank you so much for your insight. And the last key of what you said is what everybody needs to hear. Speak it, dream it, and live it. And I always say, breathe it, drink it if you can as well. Because life has a lot to give you. We've got to receive it like we've never received it before. But one thing I want to quickly ask you, are you in the process of writing a book? You know what? You are like the fifth person this month that asked me about a book. So I think that's confirmation that it's time to write a book. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to speak this into the atmosphere and I want you to hold me accountable. You need to reach out to me and say, Tiara, did you start that book yet? (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I'll be dropping an email straight after this interview. I'm going to tell you, have you got that book yet? I'm going to remind you. Yeah, so I have not written a book. Um, I mean, when I was a little girl, I wrote a book. But as an adult, no, I have not written a book. But I know it's the next thing that I'm supposed to do. So I will write a book. I'll write it in 2021. And I hope that all of your listeners will get a copy. All right, absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, this is Trevor Carter, your host. Yes, you can. And obviously today we've had Tahara who's given us full confidence that it can be done. So I want to say thank you so much for coming on to our show and uh, thank you to our listeners. And please, all of you who are listening to this show, please do get in touch. You never know. Opportunities are there, but they never come to you unless you reach out to the opportunity. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you. Thank you, Sarah. I wish you all the best and safe. And we will catch you again. So I wish you all the best for 2021. Thank you. Happy New Year. Okay, you too. Bye.